Good evening, everybody. This is your 6 o'clock Wednesday host, Rabbi Yosef Chaim Schwab, on J-Root Radio, the best program on J-Root, a live, interactive, call-in radio program, and we're going to expose to you the gigantic little secrets of the Torah, Niflot HaTorah. And this week's passage is about Eiro, and Vayero. Uh, Vayero, Vayero is in Shemos. Vayero is in Brashas. Today is November 5th. Uh, we, last week we started at 6 o'clock. Now we're at 6. We're going to have the new hour now. It's at 6 o'clock. More adults are home, and the kids are home. And maybe it's going to be a better time. Is everybody ready for some questions on Vayero? Oh, what a parsha this is. Let me tell you the numbers first. You have to reach me. It's the interactive radio. You know, you have to talk. You call me, and I talk to you. We are now, um, which number program is this? This is number 116. This is the 116th uh, program we're doing for J. Root Radio. Yeah, it used to be called something else. Anyhow, let us tell you the numbers here. J. Root Radio is... Seven call in number seven one eight a live feed to the studio to me you talk to me right in the studio seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight six seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight and we have Misim on the on the uh, the technion the engineer and if you want to listen to it without talking to me. And you don't have a computer, you have to dial the hotline, 712-432-4217, or the other number, 718-506-9099. And we are waiting for your phone call after I ask you these few questions on Vallejo. Now, the main question of Vallejo is, Vayera or a law of Hashem. Why doesn't the Torah tell us who we are talking about? A love, him. That's how you start a story or a parsha. A love. Why don't you mention who this is about? Why are you hiding the name of Abraham? Why don't we tell you Vayera a love? Beginning of a parsha. Who is this man that Hashem is appearing to? Number two question. Hashem didn't say one word. So why did he come to Avraham? Didn't say one word here. Mm-hmm. And then the third question. He sees three men, three strangers. And he asks Hashem, could you wait a minute, a few minutes before I so give these Archim some mashke, some drink and some food? You ask Hashem to wait? If you are talking to a little person in the street and a big Rosh Hashiva comes by, you're going to tell the Rosh Hashiva, wait a minute, I'm talking to this little boy. That's not Derek Eretz. How can you tell? But he said to Hashem, Adonai, my master, could you please? Don't go away. I'm going to talk to these three Orachim here. Is that Derek Eretz? So we have three questions. A love a love is a pronoun. Why don't you give me the the person's name? Avraham, why don't you mention that name? And what means... Um, Kechom, like the heat. One had Bechom, in the heat. That's where he's sitting outside. And he saw three people, Anoshim, but we know they're Malachim. But why do you call them Anoshim? 
And you know the name of the three Malachim, Michael, Gabriel, Raphael. So why do you call them Anoshim? Why is that? And then he says, You kachnomat mine and wash your feet. Don't you think in the desert the first thing is to take a drink? You don't pour the water over your feet. Why don't you ask the man to take a drink? Oh, then he says, Pas, I'm going to get you some pas lechem, some bread. But when he brings it, it's called ugos, crackers, round crackers, because the, the Rashi said it was Pesach. And, and you know, hand masses are round, round, ugos. So why does Avram call them lechem? It's Pesach for Avram, too. His wife made ugot, around uh, matzahs. So why does, call, uh, Rashi, uh, why does the Torah call it lechem? It's just the same Pesach for Sora as it is for Avraham. And then he gave, took chemov v'cholov and ben habakor, cream and milk and the meat. How do you allow to serve meat and milk together? How do you do that? You're not allowed to do that. Avram kept the whole Torah. Oh, you say they weren't Jews. They were Arabs, Anashim, Bedouins. Well, you're not allowed to have any chanoah from chametz, from basur b'cholov. I can't take, I, if I have a dog and I feed him uh, beef, I can't have any whey products in it. I'm not allowed to have a hanoah from Basra B'cholov. Like I'm not allowed to have any hanoah from chametz. On chametz, when you sell to the rabbi your shares in a company that makes beer or cereal or bread, means to say you have to sell those shares because you cannot own chametz on Pesach. You can't have hanoah. And you can't have a nov and bust of a chalav. So don't tell me they're goyim. They can eat it together. That doesn't work. Uh, and then, why did he give them tongue? Why didn't he give them liver or uh, steaks? Why tongues? Why lishonos imchardel with mustard? Why? Why not a piece of meat, chicken maybe, or maybe a piece of steak or liver, or maybe, I don't know, why tongue? Everything in the Torah, the Torah doesn't say tongue, but Rashi says, Lishonot im charedel, mustard and tongue. Why? Why, why? Why? Ooh. And then where do you see Mashiach in Pasig Yud Dalit? Hayi poleme Hashem Dovar. Hashem said to Avram and Yitzchak, Avram and Sarah, you're, you're 100, she's 90. What do you mean I can't bring a baby from you? Hayi poleme Hashem Dovar. Is there anything that's too impossible for Hashem? Lemoe, next Yontif, after this Yontif means Pesach, next year, Oshuvelecha, I'm going to return to you, at the same time, Lesara Bain, Sarah will have a child. From, at one Pesach to the next Pesach is 12 months. A lady is not pregnant 12 months, Rabbi Yisrael. And where do you see in there Mashiach? You know, at Achut we're living in now, Achut we're talking about Mashiach. Every single day, everybody talks about Mashiach. And Mashiach is the biggest miracle in Achut How do you know that's in that Pasuk? Right in this Pasuk number, Yudalad. Hayipoleim Hashem Dovar, Lemoet, Oshuv Alech, Ka'it Chayor, Ulesor Abain. How do you know that Pasuk has the word Mashiach in it? That Hashem can do even the most marvelous things at the end of time now, that He can change the whole world with one man called Mashiach, all other religions will disappear. That's Hayipole Mashem Dover. Where do you see that in the Pussy? Anything about Mashiach? And then one more question, let me open the line. Um, it says here that um, Noah, uh, uh, Lot, uh, he was saved from the city and he went into a cave and the daughters made him drunk and the daughters slept with the father. And from that comes Mashiach.
Uh huh. Because one of the daughters had a child called Moab, and Rus comes from Moab eight hundred years later, and from Rus she married Boaz, who had Oved, who had Yishai, who had David, who had Shlomo, and Mashiach comes in that line. How can you have Mashiach from a drunk, and from a father and a daughter? How is that possible? The Holy Mashiach comes from such a yichus. How is that possible? And then Avraham argues with Hashem. Don't kill them. Maybe there's 50 tzaddikim, 45, 30, 20. You, the judge of the world, doesn't do righteousness? How can you do such a crooked, bad thing? How can Avraham Avinu talk to Hashem like that? Who gave you permission to talk to Hashem? You're the judge of the world. Lo Mishma, you're telling Hashem how to run the world? So Hashem said, okay, if you find me 50, 40, 30, 20, 10, I won't destroy it. So why didn't he go below 10, maybe 9, maybe 8? How come not, not less? Ooh. And then, okay, I think we have enough questions. Let us open the line, Nisim, and see if there's any callers. Yehuda, your number one. Go, you're ready to go. Go ahead. Can I answer the question? Oh, no, you can answer any question you want. Okay, I'm answering them. Why the why when I, when the Malachim came to Avraham Avinu, he asked them to wash their feet before they washed. Them, Very good. Yeah. Before they took a drink. What? Because, because some of because sometimes worship dust as a vaydazara, and he didn't want any vaydazara coming into his tent. Oh, now Yehuda. They never came in the tent. Hishanu Takaso Eitz. They were resting out under the tree. So now how do you answer your question? They never came in the tent. It says Hishanu Takaso He didn't want them in the house, in the tent. Hishanu Takaso Eitz. Outside is a tree. What's the problem now? You see, Yehuda, you're a smart boy. But when you learn Torah, you have to think. They never came into the tent, not even one inch. Hishanu Takaso Eitz. Now, what does that mean? Now you have a question. I know you answered that's what Rashi said, but do you understand why Rashi said that? The, ba- the people never came into his tent. Hishanu Takaso Eitz. So what's the problem? I'll give you a half an hour, 45 minutes to find the answer. You can call me back, Yehuda. Because that's a question for a smart guy. And only smart guys listen to this program. Because this is for thinking people. Just think about that a little bit. He never brought them into their house, their tent. He shouted to say, so what's the problem? Okay, who's the next caller? Huh? Shauli. 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 Uh, could you ask me a question? Yeah. Did you hear the question of the, man, of the boy before? Yeah. So well, how do you answer that? And, uh, he said that Avram, Hashem said Avram will not allow anybody with sand on their feet because they worship the sand to come into his tent, but they never came into his tent because Avram said, stay outside under the tree. So how could it be? He I, guess, I guess he didn't want any, anybody, any, any of what that near him. Oh, 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 you're getting there. You're getting there because you know why? Why was the sand of Odezorah? I can hear the idol, the sun, the moon. The, the worship. people worship when when the when the people bow down there. They were bowing to the sand. Why did they bow down to the sand? Why not to the to the dirt, to the mud? Why is the it mud? 
The mud is sand. No, mud is not sand. Sand. It's sand or water. Uh, the sand is near the water, and the mud is in the field. If you plant wheat in sand, it won't grow. Sand is sand. Mud is mud. Two different things. So tell me why they bow down to the sand. So if you look at the Rashi, it tells you they worship the sun, but they can't look at the sun. It's too bright. So the sun heats up the sand. Sand is little rocks. They get very, very, very hot. So they worship the sand, which means they're worshiping the sun. They're sun worshipers. Anyhow, so that's the vote of Zorah. But Abraham never brought him uh, into the tent. I guess under his tree, because I guess he stays there a lot. Now, let me tell you something. I'm going to, uh, the, the boy that called before Yehuda and you, Shaul, listen to this. And all the other listeners in J Root Radio Land, listen to this fantastic idea. That's why this is called my, I called my program Gigantic Little Secrets of the Torah. What I'm going to tell you now. Why did he get, give him tongue? That's the answer to your question. Why not liver? Uh, steaks? Whatever. Lamb chops, because tongue is what you talk with. After the meal, Avram's going to tell him, do you know where the food came from? It came from Hashem. So they're going to talk Torah with their tongue. Once you talk Torah, you can't have any Avodah near you, even if you don't come into the tent. Even if you come into the tent, even if you don't say a word of Torah, you can't come into a tent with a vote of Zohar because the house is a holy place. But let's say you stay outside and you start having a shear outside. You can't talk towards a vote Because after, what do you think, after the meal, they're just going to say goodbye and have a nice day? Avram only was machnes orchem for one reason, to make these ovdei avodah zara into ma'aminim to the b'nei noach. There's only one God. After the meal, he said, they'll tell them, thank you for the meal. They say, well, it's not, not my food. I grew it, but Hashem made it. Who's Hashem? Wow, how, what, what, who? He's going to start to explain to them about Hashem Yisborach. And he has to use his tongue. And therefore, the people will be ma'aminim. And once you talk Torah, you can't have any avodah in front of you, not any erva, not any uh, uh, garbage, no bad-smelling things, or uh, what comes out of an animal, a human being, you can't have that. You can't have any erva, let's say a, a person who's not dressed right, a woman or a man not dressed correctly, you can't talk to her in front of erva. And erva, you can't talk to her in front of, and not avodah zara, and not uh, so uh, filth. So that's the answer. Show Now, uh, it's a very hard question. Let me ask you a much easier question. What was Avram's nephew's name? The one that guided to follow him around all the places. Lot. What's his name? Lot. Lot. L. Lamidvav Tess. Lot. You know that. Um, okay, Lot. What was Avram's manager of his house? The guy that ran Avram's house. Really? Yes, very good. How many people did Avram take and go to that war against the kings? 318, but the gematria of Avelius is really 318, so, so it wasn't really... It was, really it wasn't 318. There's only one man, right? Yeah. Now I'm going to tell you something. Three, Elias is 318. If you add up 3 and 1 and 8, what do you get? 318. Now what do you no. get if you add them up, the digits? Uh-huh. 12. Good. If you add up load, what do you get? What, what's the numbers? 39. 
takes you a long time to do three and nine? Oh, so the answer was 39. Yeah, so how much is the mitzvah cotton if you add up the Three and nine is, is 12. Oh. <laughs> so when Hashem said to Abram, this guy will not inherit you, Zeh, not Eliezer, which is Zeh, 12, and not Lot, which is 12, but who, but who, but the other one, Yitzchak, he's going to inherit you. That's also 12. Vov, 6, and 5 is 11, and, uh, uh, and Aleph is 1, it's 12. Who? Y- y- Yitzchak will inherit you. So 12 is very important. 12 is uh, not Eliezer, which is 12, not Lot, which is 12, and it is Yitzchak, because it says in the Chumash, the who, he's going to be the one. That's also 12. Anyhow, Shaul, can I ask you one more question? Okay, one more question. Huh? Oh, okay, a lot of callers. Shaul, thank you so much. Let's go to the next caller. Yeah, Kov, go ahead. Yeah, um, do you ask a question on Pesachim? On Pesachim? Yeah. Why Pesachim? We're learning by Yerah. No, because I heard a question. It sounded like it was from Pesachim. What was the question? Maybe it's in Gemara's Pesachim. What was the question? I don't remember. I, no, I, like, right when I turned it on. Oh, I know what you mean. If Avram wanted to give him Pas Lechem, and it was Pesach, why did he bring out Ugot, round matzahs? Well, it's Pesach. Why do you even say Pas Lechem? He brought it out Ugot. It might have been less than 18 minutes. Oh, so that wasn't Chomet, you mean? Yeah, but bread less than 18 minutes is not bread. You, know, you can't eat that stuff. It takes uh, bread 18 minutes or more, like two, three hours, to ferment and become bread. And before 18 minutes, it's matzahs, but it's not Lechem. So that's the question. Why does Avram say Pas Lechem, but he brings out Ugot? Ugot means round crackers. That's called matzah. Um, why do you call it Paslechem? If he means matzah, why do you call it Chometz? What do you say about that? You don't know. Too hard of a question. Call me back when you figure it out. Okay, Nisim, next caller. Huh? Sora. All right, you're on the air. Hi. Um, you asked a question about um, Lot and his daughters? Yeah. Yeah, so um, the reason why like, it happened, because otherwise the Satan would have prevented like Mashiach to be able to be born. So Hashem had to make it in a way that it looked like Usar, but it was really, like, okay? Yeah, very good. Why is it muttered to a girl with her father? I mean, you know that's Usar. How can Hashem permit that? And from, in fact, not only permit it, the greatest man comes from that, Mashiach. How does Allah Hashem permit such a thing which is Chayiv Miso? A father and a daughter? How is that possible? And they did never were punished, the daughters of Lot. They did a big mitzvah, Because it was permissible. Hashem allowed it. That's... Time. It was before you know why you're not it? Because they said, they thought, these daughters living in a cave for one year, they thought every human being was killed, the whole world was burnt in fire, because all around them for miles and miles and miles was burning fire. They thought the whole world was destroyed. So there's no men left. So we have to do an Avera Lishem Shemayim. And the Gemara brings this case, Godol, bigger is an Avera Lishem Shemayim than a mitzvah not Lishem Shemayim. Oh, was not usher at all, because they didn't mean bad. They thought their father was the only living human male left. That's right. And they were never punished for that. And there's a lot of other people that didn't have veyer of the Shem Shemayim. Tamar with her father-in-law, Yudah. Mm-hmm. Rus with the Godel Hador. Chris crawls into his tent there. Um, Esther with Ahasuerus, with a guy. Sometimes you have to do a veyer of the Shem Shemayim. Isn't that interesting? So the Gemara says, if you do a veyer l'shem shemayim, it's better than um, 
a mitzvah shlol Hashem Shemayim. Very deep idea, Sarah, I'm telling you. Right, they did no Avera whatsoever. And from the older one came out Moab, and Rus, 900 years later, comes from Moab. She married Boaz, had Ove, Yishai, Dovid, Shlomo, Mashiach. So they wanted to prove to the... There's another religion who said their Messiah comes from an angel. So these daughters of Lod want to show them. They knew they were going to produce Mashiach. That our Mashiach is a regular human being. He comes from a person, not only a regular person, such a like a father and a daughter, such a thing. It's so usur. But actually, they did the mice, and the child was born, and Mashiach comes from that line to go against that other religion that says, no, that man, he didn't come from a woman. He came from an angel, not a man, some kind of boo, all kind of sheker they make. So they, they did it to prove that our Mashiach comes from a human being, not just from some angel, which is ridiculous. Okay, Sarda, thank you so much. Thank you. Yehuda, you're on the air. Go ahead. Yeah, um, can I answer the question that I called before? Yeah, go ahead. That Avram was going to invite them into his tent. He invited them in, but they just didn't want to. He would be what? Avram did invite them in, but they stayed by the tree. Oh, he did invite them in. But it says there, Shishana Tachzeitz means only to eat. You mean maybe he did invite them in. Could be. That's why he didn't want any uh, sand on the feet. Could be. Very good, Yehuda. I think you got the right answer. All right, let's get to the next caller. Tova, you're on the air. Go. Tova, go. Can you ask me a question? Oh, I asked so many questions already. All right. Where was the dome? Do you have any idea? Is that the north, south, east, west? Where is that, Sodom? Um, south? Yeah. Was it near any body of water, any yum? Mm, yeah. Which one? Yeah, Malach. Woo! Yama Melech, does that mean the sea of the king? No. What does it mean? The sea of the salt. Ah, how do you spell Melech, salt? Memlamachas. And king? What? And how do you spell king? Memlamachas. Ooh, you're a smart guy. A tova, a girl. Okay, very good. Now let me ask you, um, how many years old was the city of Sodom? Hmm... Add up the letters to Dome and call me back. That's how old it was. Okay. Okay, now next caller. No. Okay, is your caller still there? No. Now, Rabbi, I just asked this girl, uh, Tova, how old was Sodom? You know how you know? Add up the letters. Samach, Dalit, Mem. Samach and Mem is 100, and Dalit is 4. 104. However... The Chazal tell us the city was only 52 years old, but they did Ra day and night. So it's twice 52, which is 104. That's how old, how wicked the cities, the five cities of Sodom were. Sodom was the main city. Sodom, Samach, Dalot, Mem, Samach, Mem, 60, 40, 100, and 104, but it's only 52. Twice 52 is 104. They were, did evil, Yom Volaila. So they doubled their... Oh, yes. I, our number here in the studio is 718-683-5858. I want 10 callers to call right now. I'm going to ask you 10 very fast questions. 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. I want to see who's smart out there. Who is smart? I'm going to ask 10 questions right now, and you tell me, 
the answers. First of all, why? What means Avram? What means Avraham? What means Sarai? What means Sarah? What means? Um, uh, um, why is Yitzchak spelled Yud? Sadi Cheskuf. Can you tell anything about the letter Yud about Yitzchak's life? Yud and the Tzadi and the Ches and the Kuf. Can you tell anything about Yitzchak's life with the Yud and the Tzadi and the Ches and the Kuf? Is there anything about that? It tells his whole life, by the way. Um, um, what day? Um, when was Yitzchak? They'd have a bris at thirteen uh, years or thirteen days. Tell me when was Yitzchak had a bris. And uh, let me ask you something else. Avram was attacked by two kings. Well, not attacked, but they kidnapped his wife. What is the name of the two kings? What is the name of the two kings who took Avram's wife? And what happened to these two kings? And Lot's wife, she turned around and she looked at the city, that the Sodom. That's why she got a name. What's her name? It has something to do with the city. What is Lot's wife's name? Ooh. It says, Vatabet Ishto Me'acharob. She turned around behind him. When a woman turns around, she turns around behind herself. She doesn't turn around behind him. A woman is not a man. And then it says in the next passage, Vayashkev Alpnei Sodom. Avraham, the next morning, looked at Sodom. What's the difference between Vayashkev? Vatabet. All right. What happened to Sodom? Hashem started to make it rain. And then he sent gophris, sulfur, and then fire, like a, a fire, uh, like a, a lightning flash, and it ignited the gophris. So the whole air was full of fire. People were getting burnt to death. And next question: Do you think it was Ayama Melech before they burned Hashem burned down Sodom? Was it Ayama Melech before this? Mm-hmm. And could you tell me the Ayama Melech is at the highest place in the world or the lowest place? Yamamel has a very famous, it's either the highest place in the world or the lowest place. All right, one more question. Um, mm, yeah, uh, Avraham, uh, yeah, uh, what's the name, Lot, was Avraham's nephew, and he got very, very, very rich, uh, Lot. How did he get rich? We know how Avraham got rich. How did Lot get rich? Lot was a very rich man. So, um, okay, and now one uh, other question. Hindi. Okay, we got Hindi on. Go ahead, Hindi. Yes, I want to insert um, how, what Avram's name means. What is it? What? What, is, what does Avram's name mean? Avhamon Gayam. Avhamon Gayam. That's Avraham. Correct. Yeah. What does Avram mean? Um. Mm. You're 100% right, Avram Goyim. What his, before he got that name, huh? what, his name was Avram without the hey. Um, I know, I used to know a different, um, uh, Sar, um, who captured Sarai. Yeah, first of all, what does Sarai mean? I don't know. What does Sarai mean? Um, I don't know. Okay, uh, tell me what you wanted to say just now. Who captured them both? Um, Paro and Avimalach. Right. What happened to Paro? He got blisters. Uh, and what, what happened to Avimelech? Um, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'll tell you. Pyro got blisters and saras over his whole body. And Avimelech, his, all his organs closed. He couldn't go to the bathroom. He couldn't blow his nose. All the animals didn't lay, the chickens didn't lay any eggs. The cows didn't give any milk. All the animals, uh, and nothing worked. Two different punishments because they, they were dealing with, with uh, where they kidnapped Sarah. Very good. Let me tell you what Sarai means. My prince. 
Esau Ra means the prince of the world. Avraham Hab Hamon Goyim. But before that, he was only Avram, the father of Aram, of Iraq. Now he became the king of the whole world. Okay, very good. Who's the next caller? Who's next? Hello. Hello. Bloomy? Bloomy? You're on the air, Bloomy. Go ahead, Bloomy. Go ahead, yeah. Bloomy. Uh, um, I want to answer the question, Yamamela. Yeah. Yes, um, it's the lowest point in the world. The lowest place in the world, right? Yeah. The top of the Yam HaMelech is 1,100 feet, 333 meters below the ocean level. It's the lowest place in the world. So how could it say in Rashi and in the Torah that high Eretz Yisrael is the highest place in the world? When the lowest place in the world is in Eretz Yisrael? The Yam HaMelech, the top of the Yam HaMelech is 1,100 feet below sea level, which is about 330 meters below sea level of the ocean level, and it's, they call it, the, and that's the lowest place on earth. That's a fact. So how does the Rashi say, Mikan, When the brothers went back from Yosef, back up to their father, they went up to Canaan, which means from here you learn that Eretz Yisrael is the highest place in the world. Huh? We know for a fact that the Yama Malik is the lowest place in the world. Could you answer that, Blumi? What? No. That's too hard, right? Um, no, yeah. Okay, thank you for telling me that Yamel is the lowest place. You're 100% correct. Who's the next caller? Rivka, you're on the air. Yeah, hello. Can you ask me a question? Yeah, uh, what's the gematria of Avraham? Um, 248, correct. What does that mean? Does that mean anything? Why did Torah tell me that? Why does Rashi tell me that? What do I have to know that for? Um, that's how much bones you have in your body. That's how many uh, organs in your body. Yes, so but it was uh, very good. Thank you. What does that have to do with me? Well, what do I have to know about that for? Um, uh, how old are you, Rifkin? Um, 13. Oh, you should know this. 248 organs in your body. That means you have 10 fingers and 10 uh, toes. That's already 20 right there. Then you have your uh, eyes. Oh, Mitzvah Sase. Oh, Mitzvah Yes, what does that have to do with Avraham? Very good. You're 100% right. What does that say? What's that have to do with Avram Avinu? Um, Mitzvah Slosase. Um, Mitzvah No, Avram is 248. Mitzvah Slosase. Uh, Mitzvah Slosase is 365. Nothing to do with that. Why is Avram called 248? Uh, why? No, he said no. The uh, yeah, no, but why is Avram? Very nice, 248. You're right. So what? What do I have to know that for? How is it going to help me? What do I get out of this? How do I become a better yid by knowing that Abraham is 248? What does it mean? Rivki, I'm um, going to go. If you could get the answer in the next half an hour, call me back. Next caller. No more callers. Uh, Rabbi Isai, Abraham is 248. Yes, sir. So what? When you learn Torah, when you learn Chumash, you don't read Chumash. You learn Chumash. That's why when you learn with me, you start to understand why... The Torah has certain words, like Fayero Elov. Why don't you mention the man's name? Tova. Oh, Tova's on the air. Go ahead, Tova's on the air. Um, I want to answer how old Sodom was. I'll call you how old. It was 120 years old. No, no, no. Uh, you're well, close, 100, but... 114. No, it says in Rashi. I'll tell you how much it is. Just out of the letters, Samach, Dalit, Man. That's the answer. Can you do that? Yeah, um, 
Um. Hundred and four, correct. But it said hundred right. But it says it was only fifty two years old. But they did have various day and night, so it's twice as old. Twice, two twice two times fifty two. It's exactly one oh four. They did have various day and night, so it's twice as old as it should be. Like if a person works very, 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 very hard, he looks older than he is. So dome is hundred and four, but it's did it it was it, 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 104-year-old city. But they did have errors day and night. So it was, Hashem destroyed the cities after 52 years. Very good, Tova. You're very smart. Next caller, please. No more. No more. <laughs> All right. Rabbi side. Sodom is 104. They did have errors Yom Belayla, and they're very bad. Now, you know, if you take the word 104 and subtract it from 401, you know what you get? 4 from 11 is how much? 7. And 1 from 10 is 9. 2 from 4 is 2. You know, if you take the outer letters, 2 and 7, is equal to the middle letter, 9. Any number in the world, if you take a number and then subtract the, the reverse of it, any number, you subtract it, the outer numbers equal the middle number. And they all equal 9. Watch. 2 and 7 is 9. 9 and 9 is 18. 1 and 8 is 9. Every single word number, if you take it and subtract from it the lower number, the reverse, the add letters equal 9. Every single number in the world always comes out to 9. Only a person who's a mathematician can understand what I'm talking about. There's a rule. There's a reason for that. All right. Who's going to have any more callers? No. No. Okay. Let me tell you some more gigantic little secrets of the Torah. There was this, Ramosha Feinstein was a great Sadiq once, right? So he was visiting a man that had a very bad sickness. When Ramosha was a young man in Luban, Russia, he was 25, 28 years old. He was visiting a man who had a swollen tongue. And the man um, was dying of this swollen tongue. And Ramosha came to visit him. He said, everybody should go out of the room. I want to tell Ramosha the reason why I, ha- why I have a swollen tongue. I'm a Rebbe in Yeshiva, and I was talking about the daughters of Lot that live with their father, and I was, you know, making fun of them. I said, they're bigger Rishoyim because they live with their father, and I was making fun of them. And that night, when I, after, the Rebbe said, that night, after I went to sleep, I had a dream. Two ladies came to me in the dream, covered up their face completely with a curtain, with a veil, and they said, Rabbi so-and-so, we are the two daughters of Lot. You talk bad about us. I want you to know you're going to be punished for this. Because we did it in the Shem Shemayim. You see in the Torah, doesn't hold them guilty. And in fact, Mashiach comes from this. So they did no Avera. It's a Levera, the Shem Shemayim. And he told Moshe Feinstein that, that uh, I, that's the reason I'm being punished. Um... Uh, no, they came from the Olam Emis, and he said, Mashiach will come from these two daughters. They, could e- they easily have told the world that they were from the family of Rome. They too had a miracle happen to them, becoming pregnant without a man, like the other religion called Christianity has invented. That some Malach came and made them pregnant. They did it dafka with their father to show that Mashiach, who comes from a load, comes from a real person. After he was finishing telling the story to Ramosha Feinstein, he turned his face away from Ramosha toward the wall, and he died right away. Wow, 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 wow. This is, you're not allowed to talk about Ishei HaTanach. 
and bad. Unless the Torah tells you they're Rishoyim. Doesn't say, it says, doesn't say they're Rishoyim, the daughters of Lot. Doesn't blame them. It's as Gemara brings right here. Avera Lashem Shomayim is greater than a mitzvah. Shlo Lashem Shomayim. And the man was dying because he knew that he did the Avera because he had the dream of the two ladies that came that the daughters of Lot. They did an Avera, which you think is an Avera. It's a mitzvah. Because no, they were never punished. And Mashiach comes from that. Mashiach doesn't come from bad people. My, my, my. Okay, any callers? No, no. no more callers. Let's uh, ask some more questions here. Because ah, you know what? I just told you that it says in Baruch of Samach Gimel, a passage in Mishle, Beis, Bechol Dorechel Doehu. Whatever you know, you do, whatever you, whatever method you use, Doehu. Shem Shemayim, Afila Devar Aveiro, Aveiro the Shmo Godlum Mitzvah Shlodi Shmo. I know the Cholder Rachel do Ehu. My my, the Benos Lot did not know Aveiro, and Tamar with her father-in-law Yehuda didn't know Aveiro, because from Benai Lot came um, uh, Rus and Mashiach, and Tamar with her father-in-law Yehuda came Peretz Boaz Mashiach, and Rus with Boaz. Um, what did nothing come over Yishai Dover Mashiach Aisha's Potipharah with Yosef she really thought she's going to be in Gan Eden with Yosef she saw in her astrology she was not wrong it was her daughter that Yosef married aha and Yosef Mashiach when Yosef comes from him and then it comes Aisha's Matis Yohu what's her name Yehudis who slept with that guy wanted to sleep with Holy Furnace and she killed him that's why we have the Hayantiv of Chanukah and with Achishveras. That's why you have the Yontiv of Purim. So be very careful before you paskin about who is doing something bad. It may be Avera Lashem Shemayim. So be careful that you call. Well, Rashi calls him a Russia, Lot, because he stole. He let his animals graze in other people's land. All right, he's a Russia, but he has his chus. You know why Haran, his father, died al Kiddush Hashem? And he, from him comes Mashiach. And when they were in Mitzrayim, he heard yes, his uncle, Avram, tell Pharaoh, this is my sister. And he note, knew he was lying because this is why he kept his mouth shut. He has some sukhusim. Rifke is on the air. Oh, Rifke, you're on. Yeah, um, there's 248 mitzvah and, and and there's 248 in, in, um, organs in your body. And Avram's gematria is 248. So Avram was full... In his body doing mitzvahs. Yeah, I also have 248 organs. Yeah, so what? So what, do we, what does he teach me about Avram? You have 248 organs too. So what? what, what that, everybody that has 248. He was full in mitzvahs. Oh, uh, yeah. Let me tell you, Rivka, it's a little hard. Avram, before he had the bris meal, didn't have 200. No, like this. Avram was not, didn't, couldn't control his eyes. Sometimes your eyes see something you're not supposed to see, so you see it for a second, you look away. Then you couldn't control your ears. Sometimes you hear something for one second, Lashon Hara, or Nivel Peh, then you turn away. Hashem, and, and, and another organ, Hashem promised Avram, I will give you control over your eyes. It will not ever see anything bad. Your ears will never hear anything bad. I'll make an ace. You won't hear it. And then another organ of your body will be controlled. Together it's five organs. So, hey... Avra, hum, is hey more, five more, that's 248. Avram had control on every organ of his body. There are 248 organs. Every organ, if you do a mitzvah, that makes that organ live. There's a mitzvah that controls your liver, and one your lung, and one your heart, and one your feet, 
and one your ears, and one your tongue, and one your liver, and one your kidneys. And every mitzvah, if you do, will make that organ live. And if you do an Avera, that organ will get sick. Avram had control over all 248 organs, every single one. He had control over every organ in his body. He understood the reason for every mitzvah, why he's doing the mitzvah, which organ it controls. Of course, that's not for the average person. This is already Kabbalah things, but Avram was the greatest man in the world. He was the biggest Navi and the richest man in the Middle East. And he was a beginner, a founder of a new religion. He was the most famous man in the world. Okay, Rifki, thank you so much. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Next. No more. No more. Oh, all right. Now, uh, let us give you some chiddush here, more chiddush. The Avram ben Chamishi. The Avram ben Chmeas Shani he was 100 years old. When Yitzchak was born. You know why Yitzchak has the name Yitzchak Yud Tzadi Ches Kuf? First of all, he's the first born Jew. Avram was not a born Jew. He was a Ger. Yitzchak was the very first born Jew. Yitzchak was the first Jew that had a bris at eight days. Yishmael had it at 13 years. Avram at 99. Look at the name Yitzchak. Yud. Yud means the Akedah. He did not protest against his father, so the father could, many years later, bring him to the Akedah, and that's the Yud, the tenth test of all of Avram's tests. He had many tests. One test was, should he throw out his son, Yishmael? The other test is, Animra said, if you don't give up your religion, I'm going to put you in a, in a throw you in a Kivshan Aish. He, he threw him in a Kivshan Aish. He came out alive. Um, another test was, Sarah was kidnapped. He passed that test. He didn't complain against Hashem. Another test was, uh, uh, he came, he told him, Hashem told him to go to a country. As soon as he got there, there was a hunger. He should say, well, listen, uh, hello. Not worth it. God told me, come here. I don't believe such a God that makes a hunger. He didn't go against Hashem. He had ten tests. Yud is the tenth test, Yakedo. Sadi means his mother was Sadi years old, 90. Ches means he's the first Jew to have a brismilo on the eighth day. Kuf means his father was a hundred. So Yitzchak makes his whole name. It tells all about him. Like Avraham, 248. He's controlled of 248 organs. What about Yaakov? What about that? Does anyone have any idea about Yaakov? Hmm, anyone have any idea? Let me tell you, Avraham, the second letter is Bez. Yitzchak, the, the second letter is Tzadi. Yaakov, the third, the second letter is Ayin. You know what that means? That Avraham made Shachris because Bez stands for Boker. That's when you dive in Shachris. Yitzchak made Mincha. Tzadi stands for Tzoharayim. Mincha, afternoon. Yaakov made Amar, because Ayin stands for Erev, evening, Aravit. That's how you know that Abraham made, instituted, started Shachris, Yitzchak, Mincha, Tzoharayim, and Yaakov, Aravis, in the evening, Erev. Okay, Yisrael, you're on the air. Go, Yisrael. Go ahead, Yisrael. Go ahead, Yisrael. All right, no question. We've got to go to the next caller. What? I want an easy question. An easy question. All right. Avi Melech, what does that mean? Avi Melech was the king of Sodom. Yeah. Does it mean anything, the word? I don't know. Avi Melech was not the king of Sodom. Never was the king of Sodom. Was the king of Sodom. Rabbi Melch was the king of Gerar. 
Gerar is the Gaza. Gaza, I know. Call, and the Torah calls it Gerar. Anyhow, I'll ask you another question. What's the name of this week's Sedra? Noach or Lech Lecha? Right, you got it. And let me ask you another question. Uh, how old was Av- did Avram live? 120. Nope. No, uh, I meant, uh, uh Yitzhak lived for 147. No, wrong. Avram lived how long? He, we, he had a prince when he was 100. So that's, Who? uh... What? He had a, he had a baby when he was 100, right? So he had a baby when he was uh, 100. That's right, Beth. And he lived, uh... Um, for a hundred and something, hundred right. and... Right, 101 or 199, which one? 101. You no, can't he lived 175 years. Yitzchak lived 180. Yaakov lived oh. 147. And the person who lived 120 was Moshe. And who lived 969 years, the longest man in the, ever? That was Noyach's grandfather. Oh, right. Mishuselach. Woo! You are a smart guy. Very good, because Noah's father was Lemech, and Lemech had his father, uh, um, I think, uh, yeah, I think it's Mushu Selach, right. He lived 969. Uh, thank you so much, Yisrael. Next caller. No more. No more. All right. Let's see now. Let's uh, tell you something here. It says here mm, that Avram gave birth when he was 100. And the Malach came around and said, next year, this time, you're going to have a child. Well, your woman is not pregnant in 12 months, so how could it be? Answer is, no, by next year, this time, you have a child. doesn't mean she's going to be pregnant for 12 months. That means he was born after six months. So Pesach to Rosh Hashanah is six months. And in six months, um, Sarah was, Hashem remembered Sarah, to make her pregnant. That's why we read the parsha of Hashem Pokadah on Rosh Hashanah. Six months from Rosh Hashanah is Pesach. So, the, so she was only pregnant six months. So was the mother of Yitzchak and the mother of Yaakov and the mother of Moshe. All these Gedolim were born after six months, in the seventh month. A little bit after six is the seventh, right? There's a whole reason why seven is complete in, in Ruchnius, seventh day of the week. And the sukkah has to be seven by seven, and uh, availus is seven days, the yontif is seven days, and the tzilin goes around the arm seven times, and um, the, the kala goes around the chasen seven times, and the omer is seven times seven, and shemitah, the omer is four, yeah, 49, and the shemitah is 49 years, seven times seven, and um, Yerushalayim has seven names, and um, Gehenna has seven names, and Heaven has seven names. What the, 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 mag, the, the completion... The Tamimus of Ruchnius is seven, and the Tamimus of Gashmius is ten. Ten fingers, ten numbers. Aseris, Adibros, you only have to keep it in this world because it's not for the next world. Uh, everything that's ten is complete. There's no number higher than ten. Eleven is ten and one. Uh, a thousand is a hundred times uh, ten. There's no higher number than ten. And um, so ten is complete in Gashmius, and seven is complete in Ruchnius. So... Anyhow, that's uh, something about that. Uh, so now, let's go and talk about this. Hashem Pokad is Sarah. God remembered Sarah on Rosh Hashanah. That's why all the Tzadikim were born in the seventh month. Because uh, from Pe- Rosh Hashanah to Pesach, six months plus. A minute after the sixth month is already seventh month. Um, 
when he was very old. Lamoed, on that Yontif, where the Malachim said, we'll be back in, well, they said we'll be back, but they never came back. That means my word will come back. You will see in one year, next Pesach, that we didn't tell you Sheker, that my word will be true a year from now. She'll have a child on Pesach. He was born. He was born on Pesach. Do you know that Avram and Yaakov were born in Tishrei, the 10th day of Tishrei, Yom Kippur? You know that? You know that uh, Avraham, last week, Cedra, the last line said they had a bris, on this day. Do you know that Avraham had a bris on the day he was born? Yom Kippur. And Eliezer was born, um, no. Ishmael was born on Yom Kippur, and he, on his 13th birthday, had a bris. That's why the Rambam says all Arabs, all Muslims have to have a bris at 13. Every Jew at seven days. And a Muslim at 13 years. But a guy doesn't need a bris. But B'nai Hagar, um, B'nai Yishmael, need a bris on the 13th day. But B'nai Keturah, they're not B'nai Hagar. They don't need it on the 13th year. They don't need it at all. All right. Now, uh, if there are any callers, you can interrupt, inter- interrupt me, Anisim. Um, um, let me see. Let's get one more thought here that may be interesting to the Balabatim. Um, we talked about Avera Lishma is better than a Mitzvah Shlo Lishma. We talked about the two daughters of Lot that came to this man, and then he died after he told Moshe Feinstein the story. And let me ask you, okay, the the the, the burning of Sodom was that before the Dar Haflaga, or before the Mabel, or after the Mabel, or when was Mahapecha Sodom? How old was the world? You think? A hundred years old, a thousand years old, two thousand years old. Was, was Avram around during the Mahapech of Sodom? When was the Dor HaFlogger? You know what happened in Dor HaFlogger? And what was the Dor HaMabel? When was that? Uh, does anyone have any idea? You know, the world was created in the year zero, right? And, uh, and, no, and Noah was born in 1056. When he was 1600 years old, the world was 1656 years old. That's when the Mabel was. 1656. Noah was what 600, so he's born in 1056, in the year almost a little after a thousand. The marble came in 1656, 1656 years. Avram was born uh, 300 years later, 1948. Avram was born in 1948. 1656 and 1948 about 300 and whatever some years. So Avram was 340 years after the marble. Then, after Avram was born, when Avram was um, 48 years later, it was the Dor HaFlogah, after Avram was born. And 52 years later, after that, was Mishmapech of Sodom, when Avram was 99. So, the people didn't learn. Before the Mishmapech of Sodom, 52 years uh, before that, was the Dor HaFlogah, where everybody, the tower collapsed. And all the people were spread around the world. They didn't learn. Fifty-two years later, between the Dor HaFloga and the Dor Sodom, don't people learn? And the Dor HaFloga came 300 years after, about 300 years after the Mabel. Don't, don't people learn? Mabel was in 1656. The Dor HaFloga is 1996. That's about 300 years. Don't people learn? Looks like they don't learn. Looks like they don't learn. 
They don't learn that even today they think that the world's going to continue on like this, all the Ra, and then nothing's going to happen. Hashem will take care of them. Big punishment is coming. It's called Mashiach. Very good for us, very bad for them. Mm. Okay, what other thing we have to tell you? Um, how come it says that two Malachim came to Sodom? You only need one Malach to destroy Sodom. Gavriel, why do you have two? Mm. And you know that this week, Sedra, it says that the Malachim were pulling Lot out of the city, but he didn't want to go. So there's a Shal Shalas. There's four Shal Shalases in the Torah. This week is one of them. By Yismamo. He delayed. He wanted to get his money. A shalshelis is a chain. You know, if you draw it in the chumash, it's a chain. A chain takes a long time from go from top to bottom. It's like to delay, a cave, to delay somebody. He wanted to stop the malachim from pulling him out. He wanted to get his money. He was the richest man of Saddam. He wanted to get his money. They said, forget about it. You're going to die. They pulled him out. There's four times in the Torah where you have a shalshelis. That means a delayed trap. A Nikon that takes a long time to say. Because Yismamah means he delayed. You know when else it was a Shalchelis? When Yosef was attacked by this woman, by Yismamah, he refused. But he thought it over. Maybe yes. Because she said that she's going to be in Shemaim with him. But she's a married woman to Potiphar. But maybe she's right. And he thought it over, and then his father's picture came to him, and his father said, Yosef, run. He left his jacket there and ran out. He delayed it. The next one, Eliezer, when he was getting a wife for Yitzchak, he really wanted Yitzchak to marry his daughter. So he said, when he got to the well, if the girl comes out and says, all right, so the, the third one was Eliezer, uh, yeah, and the fourth one was Moshe. He was a coin guttle for seven days, and then he gave it to Aram. The last time he shechted an animal in Vayikra, it says, in Shmos, Vayishchat, with the Shalchelis, he wished he continued being the coin guttle. He wished he would be the coin guttle, say so he was sorry he had to shech the last animal, and then give the kahuna over to to Aram. Four Shalchelis is in the Torah. All right, what's the next caller's name? Mary. 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 Go ahead, Mary. Can you ask me a question? Yeah. How old did Avram live? <laughs> um, 175. Woo! And how, who was Lot? His uh, brother? What? Lot. Who was that? His father, his brother? Um, his um, nephew. Woo! You are smart. And uh, was Lot a Tzadik or in Russia? Russia. Woo! And what city was uh, Lot in? What? What city was he in? Um, Sodom. Sodom. Very good. He was the mayor. He was the head of the Sodom. And tell me, how many cities in Sodom around Sodom got destroyed? Only one? Um, yeah. No, five. Uh, one more question. Uh, let me ask you something. Um, who captured Sorrow? What was his name, the king's name? Um, Paro. Yeah, and the other one, the second one was called, it starts with an olive. Um, Avimelech. Avimelech, right. 100% right. Did Hashem punish both of them? Yeah. Very good. 
Now, how many children did Lot have? Mm-hmm. Oh, 30 seconds. We have to, well, I'll tell you, you had 13 children. Nine died, four survived. Uh, Lot and his wife and the two daughters. Four of the 13 survived, and the others died. Okay, Rabbi Sai, we are finished this week. Thank you for listening. Chazak, chazak, veniz, chazak. And we will see you again next week at 6 o'clock. And this is your host, Rabbi Yosef Chaim Schwab, signing off on J-Root Radio. Lehitaot.